0: Hi, this is Renee. And this is Kim. And this is Round Trip. So, Kim. Yes, ma'am. What is Round Trip? Tell us about it. (laughs)
1: Let,
0: Let me tell you a
1: little bit about the Round Trip podcast. Basically, Renee and I are travelers. We are addicted to travel. We love new adventures. We enjoy sharing our experiences with others. And that's what we're here to do today. And hopefully every couple of days a month (laughs) we (laughs) hope to share our adventures with you um, with help from some of our travel squad friends and we hope to enlighten inspire and just help people who want to travel understand the nuances of travel and those who are frequent travelers get some new ideas and inspirations on where they can go
0: Agreed. Agreed. So um, a little bit about me, as I mentioned, I'm Renee. Um, I am a travel enthusiast, as I would say or describe myself. Um, unfortunately, I don't get paid to do it. I would love to get paid to do it one day. I hope I I will. Um, in the meantime, I, I work like everybody else. It's a sad, sad day. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I'm always exploring or looking for Uh, Places to travel to, whether locally where I live or um, in another state or another country. Excellent.
1: And I'm Kim. I am addicted to travel. Yes, it's a problem that's plagued me my entire life. Ever since I was a small child growing up in a suburb of Atlanta. And my family and I traveled (laughs) up the coast to Canada and Washington, D.C. and all of these various places. I knew then I loved to travel, and nothing would keep me away from it. Nothing, I tell you. Nothing. <laughs> okay, Miss Scarlett. <laughs> so some of my favorite places that I've been, Vegas I love, Hawaii I love, Italy I love, and then there's so many places that I still want to go, like Spain, Japan, Brazil. So the list keeps growing, and I
0: will keep going. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's a little bit about us. Um, so what we want to talk about today or what we want to transition to talk about today, since the holidays um, have approached and we are preparing for festivities and all the things that's surrounded by travel, um, is holiday travel and what that consists of or where you can go and, you know, what that looks like for, uh, for the rest of us as we...
1: And we're not talking about visiting your in-laws, going to see your cousins, or driving up to see Ma and Pa up in the mountains, (laughs) or down at the beach. We're talking about the alternative travel for the holidays. Right. What if you and your gang want to do something a little different? Maybe you want to get away from the hustle and bustle of holiday shopping, Thanksgiving turkey, Christmas ham, or prime rib, and... Mm, prime rib <laughs> so easily distracted are we and prime rib is delicious <laughs> but to get that delicious prime rib <laughs> you sometimes have to deal with factors that you may want to get away from occasionally right. and there, therein lies the reason we resort to holiday travel Right. so this year Renee and I took a holiday trip to Cancun During uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, we had early dinners with our families, and then we hopped on a plane and headed down to Cancun, uh, Mexico, which I had not been to before. I'd been through Cancun, but I had not actually stayed in the city of Cancun prior to this Thanksgiving. We stayed at a very nice resort, the Grand Grand Caribe. Caribe. Real. Exactly. That is where we stayed. (laughs) It was a lovely resort. Um, Probably I'm. It was very family friendly. There were lots of individuals there (laughs) (laughs) with their offspring. (laughs) So definitely, if you're looking for that type of atmosphere, it's a great place for that. If you are not looking for that type of atmosphere, um, I would suggest looking elsewhere although it was a very nice resort. The staff was great and Cancun was great. I don't, I really enjoyed it. How did you feel about Cancun, Renee?
0: Um, I did. I did enjoy Cancun. Um, Like you were mentioning, it was one of the trips where we've always gone past it or flew to Cancun and went somewhere else. So this is one of the times that we can actually hang out in Cancun. Um, I thought the resort was okay. I was not a hundred percent fan of uh, the resort. It was a bit crowded for me, but I guess assuming the time of the year, I guess it kind of makes sense, um, that it would be, uh, a lot of people. Um, I thought the location was good. It was easy to maneuver around and kind of get to where all the clubs were, you know, or where all the restaurants were, if you wanted to go in the city of Cancun. So, uh, location wise, it was excellent. It was great, uh, from that perspective. Um, um, but I was not a fan of the food. I thought the, uh, Restaurant options were kind of sparse, basically, uh, considering some of the other places that we stayed where it was plethora
1: <laughs> of food. <laughs> and it was a relatively small hotel yeah. compared to some of the resorts that we stayed in that have been multiple facilities, all under one name, where you could go to the different resorts and have the different restaurants. Right. So, yeah, for us, that it, it was a little small in the options. Yeah. But the rooms were also um, not quite. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of the right word because they were clean, they were comfortable, but they were just not as They're... opulent. They were average. They, they were. Just... I think I would actually say they were a little bit below average. Well, or okay, they were basic. <laughs> basic is the. They were basic. They were thing. Basic. perfect. That is excellent. They were basic. And sometimes basic is what you want. I mean, obviously, that's what we were looking for. We were not looking for a five-star experience um, for this particular trip because it was last minute. We knew we we didn't want to spend a lot of money. We really just wanted to, you know, have a little getaway, get some beach time. So it worked out. Basic was fine. But if this were like a standard vacation, basic might not be, you know what I'm looking for. (laughs)
0: Right. But there may be some people out there. That makes me sound horrible. (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) you are a vacation snob. That's true. (laughs) Well, poor me. (laughs) Feel bad for me. Right. But um, apparently this particular resort, there were quite a few people who had frequented often. Like they had been there on several occasions. It wasn't their first time. Um, It looks like it's one of those places where people, you know, it's just their spot. That's where they go to particularly during a holiday. So, um, you know, kind of worked out for them. But, um, one of the other reasons why we were in Mexico or going to Cancun was that we wanted to do uh, some touring, which is some stuff we didn't really get to do the last time we were there. And hence, uh, the reason why we did the, the, the travel during the holiday because we wanted to get to Chichen Itza. So that's correct. We
1: were super excited, um, to, visit one of the seven new wonders of the world. It's a three hour tour. That sounds familiar from Cancun (laughs) by bus. Although there are a few other stops. There was a great little town we visited all really great stops. And then the actual Chichen Itza site was amazing. Like people hate on Cancun. Like I've seen a lot of bloggers and like A lot of things online where people are like, you know, Cancun's so touristy and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, but sometimes that's what you want. Like sometimes you're not looking for uh, adventure in the wilderness. Sometimes you just want to go and chill on the beach and have some pina coladas brought to you and visit Mm. a site and call it a day.
0: I know.
1: (laughs) So I I actually found Cancun to be quite a, a lot of fun. And Chichen Itza was, um, again, like I said, amazing. We took some amazing pictures. It was an amazing sight. I definitely suggest if you have a chance to visit that area that you block out the day and take the tour to visit. It is definitely something you would not want to miss.
0: Right. Um, and in addition to the tour, the tour that we did in this case was a, a bus tour. So they picked us up around 7, 730-ish, and we got back to our hotel Um, that evening around the same time, so 7 PM. Um, but there are other options. So if you didn't want to do a larger bus tour, there are options for private tours, which is one of the first things we thought about when we were going to do this trip. Um, we considered a private tour or, um, you can even take a cab. They, the, our hotel actually had the rates, uh, listed and how much it would cost, uh, for you to take a taxi from the hotel to the actual, uh, Chichen Itza site. So if you wanted to do that, that is an option that you could also do, um, as well. Um, The bus tour was cool because it was air conditioned and there was little TVs and they gave you food. All the things I like. And so for us, (laughs) I think the bus tour worked out well. (laughs)
1: Yeah, generally we shun, we kind of stay away from group, large group tours like that when we're on vacation. Um, We kind of like to do private tours. The tour company we used was Cancun Adventures, I believe. And they were Mm -hmm. on time. They were friendly. Um, The really cool part was when we got there the majority of the other people on the tour were spanish speaking and there were only about 10 of us who were english speaking so for when we actually got to the site they split us off um so the tour got one we had one tour guide who spoke in spanish and one tour guide who spoke english so we actually kind of got a private tour Because we had one guy to ourselves, and the 10 of us just kind of walked around with him, and you know, we were able to ask more questions and be more engaged. So it was kind of cool because we still ended up getting that private tour experience, although we had paid for a group tour,
0: right? Yeah, so that was that actually was pretty cool. Um, he was Mayan, and he was able to kind of tell us a little bit more, more about the culture and. And uh, a little more in-depth background about Chichen Itza and some of the sites that we went to while we were there. So, yeah, it was really good from that perspective.
1: And so, yeah, we definitely, you know, I think Cancun Adventures was, was a great option. It's kind of weird. They kind of ferry you to like a, they, the bus comes, pick you, comes and picks you up from your hotel. Then they ferry you to like a bus depot where you get on another bus that actually takes you to wherever you're going. So that was kind of interesting, but it wasn't the worst thing. Yeah.
0: And they were really good. They were swift and getting everybody through the lines Mm -hmm. and we left on time. So Mm -hmm. that was actually pretty cool. So they pretty much got it down to a science. Like Mm -hmm. they know what they're doing. (laughs) They know what they're doing. They got Uh, it. Yeah. So they were, they were very much prompt and and had it together. So yeah, I would definitely suggest if you did want to do the bigger tour um, or do a, a, a tour, I would consider doing that. Uh, the Cancun adventures and then but, um, so backing
1: up a little bit our actual travel from the U.S. to Mexico was awesome because there was no one in the airport we yeah. actually left on Thanksgiving day like I said we had time to visit with family and friends and then we were able to we got on a flight at about eight I believe
0: um our flight left at 6 uh, 30
1: 630. 630. Yeah. and we were in Cancun In the hotel by 10. Like we were at 10 o'clock. We were, I had a pina colada in my hand. So, I mean, at the hotel, I wasn't just like in the streets with a pina colada. (laughs) Which
0: which would have been totally fine. Which would have been fine too,
1: which totally (laughs) sounds like me, so it's fine. But traveling on the actual day of the holiday is a really good idea if you can swing it. Because the airports are pretty empty. There was no one in the security line in front of us. We, there were no lines for the restaurants and the stores. I mean, it was basically like us and the crew at the airport. Um, So I would definitely recommend if you are interested in doing any holiday travel, try to travel on the actual day of the holiday. So far, we've done this for Thanksgiving twice, I think. And then Mm -hmm. we traveled once on Christmas day and it was the exact same thing. It was just a really easy experience. It's nice and stress free and gives you a lot of flexibility as far as price.
0: Yeah, agreed. It was a breeze going through TSA um, on the day of of Thanksgiving. So yeah. And plus, it also gives you some time if you want to put that family time in but then still have your vacation. You can totally do that because you still have that, you know, that option. Um, But yeah, totally agree with that. Um... Since we, you know, kind of transitioned and talked about the wonders of holiday travel, we're giving you some tips about, you know, what to do or when to go. What's the t- best time to go? Which we suggest would be the day of the actual uh, holiday. Um, we also wanted to spend some time to talk about, you know, um, tips—just basically travel guide tips, things that we would give you ideas, uh, movies, books, text stuff that uh, would make your travel and vacation time, uh, a little bit breezy and easy. I love movies, tips and books. They are wonderful. They are. They are. So
1: I've got a movie <laughs> suggestion. So many people have seen this movie. It is a classic movie and it is a great holiday movie that has a travel twist to it. Or at least the travel twist is the part that I want to discuss. It's a wonderful life. The 1946 class six classic starring James Stewart and Donna Reed, I believe. Hmm. Great movie. Really great yeah. movie.
0: It oh, came on yesterday.
1: It's beautiful. It makes you happy. And the little girl at the end says, see daddy, every time the bell rings, the angel gets two rings. And it was so sweet and great. <laughs> so I'm watching this movie and I've, you, you I, I feel like I've never actually sat down and watched the movie in its entirety. So this holiday season, I was lying on my sofa and I said, Hey, I'm going to watch this all the way through and see, <clears throat> you know, in, in one sitting. So I did. And after the movie went off, instead of shedding the holiday tear that I was supposed to, I felt a little angry. <laughs> And so my anger stemmed from the fact that George Bailey, the character played by James Stewart, had one dream in his life, and that dream was to travel. He had a really nice suitcase that looked super heavy and had no wheels (laughs) and had his name engraved on it, which was super nice from Mr. Store Owner. Can't remember his name. But that was George's dream. And he had talked about this dream ever since he was a little kid and Mary was sitting at the soda counter waiting for him to pour her a drink. And she whispered in his ear, George Bailey, I'm going to love you till the day I die. <laughs> he was talking about travel. He wasn't trying to hear that, <laughs> not to mention he had the ear thing and he couldn't hear. But still, he wanted to focus on travel. That was his plan for his life. Yes, clearly life had a different plan for George. So, I was having this conversation with one of my coworkers. Um, she is a woman in her mid 70s. Mm-hmm. And I was expressing to her my feelings about George's travel dreams that were deferred. And she mentioned that during that time, because she, you know, saw the movie as a young woman and it was one of her favorite movies, you know, whatever right. she mentioned that, that at that time, that's how people thought. Like that was that generation. That is the way that generation thought it, you did things for the greater good. It wasn't about self. It wasn't about mm-hmm. what you wanted or needed individually. It was about performing for the greater good. And that's what George did. When the savings alone, you know, was going down after his father died, they asked him to stay and take on the responsibility of keeping Mr. Potter out of it and running the savings alone. And he did it for the greater good. And she was saying to me, you know, your generation is selfish. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you're so right. Because I would have said, pump your brakes, (laughs) savings alone. (laughs) we have this entire crew of board members, all good and 50 plus who have been working with my father for all these years. And none of you can run this like, seriously, what have you been doing all this time? So I think she's absolutely right. And I think that's why my perspective on that, on that movie focused more on the fact that he had to, and I'm doing (laughs) finger quotes, settle, (laughs) for this life that actually wasn't a bad life. It was a wonderful life because I think what, what did it say? You know, a man who has friends is never poor or something like that. Right. And so he had a rich and fulfilling life, but he never got to achieve his dream. And so that just yeah. made me really sad. <laughs> <laughs> it made me like super sad. And I was like, Oh George, Oh man. But I yeah, shouldn't be I mean, sad from George. And yeah. this is what I learned from my coworker. It's that, I don't need to be sad for George because George was doing what, what his time and his situation and his heart told him to do. And that's what's that's important. important.
0: That Yeah. I mean, that was the he gave the ultimate sacrifice, I guess, you know, yes. deferring his dream so that he could. I mean, he saved the savings and loans, but he also was kind of saving the town, too. Cause, he did. You know. Although
1: that brings up another point. I feel like the whole alternate. Uh, what's the name of the city? Um, Bedford Falls. Bedford Falls. I feel like the alternate Bedford Falls was a little exaggerated. I mean, Mary wouldn't have to be the old library marm. <laughs>
0: He oh, he yeah. got married. Oh, oh no, he was never she born. She would have yeah. married
1: the nice guy who had the plastic company who got rich making <laughs> plastic pieces for like aircraft carriers or something. Come on, like yeah, everybody would have been fine. But <laughs> I, get, I, know that's not the point. <laughs> I think the question George should have asked is how would my life have been different if I if I had not taken over the savings and loan? That way, I think he would have been able to see like a more realistic parallel. Of maybe he would be happier once he came back and then took over the savings alone loan because he wouldn't be dreaming about all these things that he couldn't now do because of all this responsibility. Right. Or he could have said, you know, he could have seen differently. He could have seen that, hey, this is exactly what I was supposed to do and I did what I was supposed to do.
0: So, yeah. um, you know. But remember that originally he was still going to leave. The plan was that he was going to work the first couple of years while his brother went to college and his brother was going to come back and he was going to start to travel mm-hmm. but his brother came back and his brother brought back a woman and he got married <laughs> do you know <laughs> and why their- his brother was selfish <laughs> right and so yeah in a way it was pretty selfish of his brother knowing that you know george had this dream and he wanted to which was traveling and he would never be able to pursue it because now he had a wife and mm-hmm. so it just was not going to happen and her dad offered him a better job than working at the savings and loans so, right yeah you know. Sometimes cash rules everything around us. <laughs> <laughs> got bills, y'all. <laughs> just saying. So, but yes, it's a wonderful life. Comes in every year. um That was a good perspective t- <laughs> and a different way to look at it. I which just, I, don't, you know. I don't think I would have looked at it from that way. But uh, hey,
1: what can I say? I'm a special person. <laughs> <laughs> you are, my friend. You are. <laughs> So that's not the only movie suggestion I have cuz I've been clearly um, busy <laughs> on the movie front these past few weeks um, during my holiday time taking advantage. And I watched another movie which has a little bit of a uh, connection to travel. It's called The Revenant, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, oh, I'm sorry, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> and Tom Hardy. You
0: even say even Bica- saying
1: his name makes me climped. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say his name. <laughs> but so going in, I knew nothing about the content of this movie, except for the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio was in it. I actually didn't even know Tom Hardy was in it until after I saw it and looked it up, you know, went back and was like reading stuff about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize Tom Hardy was the character that he was. Um, and I'm also very surprised he was not nominated for Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor because I thought he did a really good job as well. Right, but The Revenant is the story of an American frontiersman who in, is traveling and working in like the fur trade, or you know, getting furs in the eighteen hundreds in the wilderness. And he, while leading a, an expedition, gets mauled by a bear. So about thirty minutes into this movie, Leonardo DiCaprio's character gets mauled by a bear. Dude, it is one of the most intense things I have ever seen. So like I feel like they looked at videos of bear attacks and then said, "Okay, let's film this." Right.
0: Like let's that's how serious it was.
1: Like this bear like was I mean, it was it was ridiculous. Like I literally was covering my eyes. Like, "Oh my god." Like i stop the, the bears. Bear- Bears are pretty big, though. I mean, they are big and they're they're
0: violent. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs>
1: yeah. Bears need to take some sensitivity training, but
0: <laughs> only the only the circus bears. Are only nice. the circus
1: bears are nice. <laughs> the ones with the tutus because they right. like that, and the collars, of course, <laughs> and the little hats. And exactly, and they can bounce on balls, so they have yep. better. I understand. Yep. But no, so the bear attack was, I mean, ridiculous. Like this bear is like breaking his leg, it's like you know clawing at him and biting him, and so he's playing dead to try to you know get the bear to stop killing him and you know the the bear just keeps keeps at it and he goes away for a little while and he comes back and jumps on it some more and I won't give too much away um. Although I think this was, now that I've seen that, I saw the trailer afterwards and I see this is in the trailer actually. But after he is mauled by the bear, Leonardo DiCaprio's team is trying to take him back to their base. But he was the guide. So A, that's a problem. Um, And they've sewn him up because he's got like, you know, where he's been ripped open by the bear. So luckily there was a doctor in the house. So someone sewed him up. They tried to kind of set his leg. You know, they wrapped him up as best best they could and cleaned his wounds a little bit. And they're trying to take him back to the base. Mm -hmm. However, they are in the wilderness. It is like snowing and cold and iced. And, you know, they don't have horses. They're being attacked by Native Americans. Like there's just all kinds of things working against them. So finally, they leave Leonardo DiCaprio. And that's actually where the story begins. <laughs> that's kind of, so now we're at like one hour. Because the movie's like two and a half hours, it's a super long movie. But the remaining part of the movie is basically Leonardo DiCaprio traveling about 200 miles after this bear has mauled him. Wow. Now, mind you, I don't know the time frame between the bear mauling and him actually starting to make the journey, but I'm assuming it's probably a couple weeks. And where does this take place? Like where's the like maybe North Dakota or South Dakota, like it's America, American okay. wilderness um during the winter, the dead of winter. <laughs> I wonder did they film on site? I wonder is that I where I think they-, they filmed in Canada. I think I read that they filmed in Canada. Um in act- in the actual conditions like you could like it looks cold and they're wearing all these clothes and all this gear and it just looks cold. I mean, just like Oof. And he yeah. spends a lot of time in like the river, which Oof. has like little you know ice ice um things floating down it. so it's like eh. um so I the actual person that this story is based on had to travel 200 miles from where they, he was left back to his base camp. um in the movie, however, um Leonardo DiCaprio is fueled by revenge because Tom Hardy's character has wronged him. Um, But because of that, now um, Leonardo DiCaprio is fueled by revenge. So that's kind of what helps him draw the strength to climb out of the grave that he was left in and
0: (laughs) find his way back to his troops. I find it interesting that this movie actually came out during the holiday. So I'm trying to figure out <laughs> where yes. exactly – because think about it. Over the years, the, the type of movies that are released during, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, tend to be more holiday-centric, in other words. So there's, you know, a family getting together or friends that were lost and they found each other. Um, but I've seen this pattern lately where the holiday movies normally come out way before Thanksgiving – and then everything else comes out on like Christmas, and it's nothing related to the holiday. <laughs> Put it
1: that well, way. <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't go see a holiday movie, and I always go to the movies like the day, after like Christmas Day, and like that's mm-hmm. kind of I, that's something I've done like for years. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go see a holiday themed movie. I just love that. <laughs> now I want to go see Star Wars. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> now I want to go yeah. see something else. I don't want to see people doing what I just did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just doing something different. Yeah, it's definitely, it definitely, it's different compared to if you think about several years ago how, you know, holiday movies were, you know, that day holiday, um, focused. Put it that way. Hmm. Um, well, but The Revenant is
1: a, it's a good movie. I won't lie, I fell asleep for about 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a lot of the same in some, in some parts, but mm-hmm. there are some really intense things that happen in this movie but i love leonardo dicaprio he can do no wrong for me and i give him best
0: actor for this so it's a great movie i definitely say check it out okay um i really didn't go see a lot of movies uh over this holiday season um i caught up on mocking j the second one um so i was glad that i was able to commit and finish the (laughs) the series Uh, Just like I finished the books. But uh, one of the tips I do want to give or talk about is um, packing. So this particular trip, when we went to Mexico, I also had a week that I was going to Chicago, which like straight after the Mexico trip, which meant I had to pack for two different places, two different climates. And I knew immediately that I was going to have to find some way that I was going to be able to condense my packing so that I didn't have a slew of clothes and baggage uh, trying to maneuver through um, through the airport and, of course, during the holiday. So I ended up purchasing a um, folding duffel bag from Amazon from a company called Raypack, I think. I may be saying it wrong. Um, and the bag itself is about 18 inches when it's unfolded, so when it's completely taken out of the pack. And it folds up into itself and you can pretty much put it in your suitcase or your carry-on, your tote. If you got a big enough purse, it can fit in your purse. And it was the perfect thing to take because I was able to get all of my Cancun stuff in that particular carry-on. It pretty much held all my clothes, uh, my water shoes, sandals. Um, I had a slew of toiletries. It held all my toiletries. And it was easy to carry. It wasn't like super duper heavy um, because the material itself is lightweight. So that was a plus. That meant I wasn't having all this extra weight on my shoulder. The negative side, I guess, is that it is a duffel bag. So, yeah, there is a single strap and then two actual hand straps that you can use uh, to carry the bag. Um, But the straps do adjust. So if you wanted to put it crossbody, you could definitely do that. If you want to kind of take some of the weight off when you're carrying it. off your shoulder so that part i did like um but i just like the simple fact that it was easy i'm always looking for things when it comes to travel that are functional stuff i can pack up put it away um, stick it into something else uh it takes up not a lot of room and when i need it i can just go grab it and take it out and this is one of the things that was definitely uh, worth purchasing it was around 16.99 on amazon and uh we'll have the link up on our uh, facebook page If you guys are interested and want to take a look at it, I, by no means, am a promoter of the bag. I just happened to purchase it with my own money, just so you're aware. Uh, But it is definitely something um, that is worth looking at if you know that you're going to be traveling and shopping. And you know you're going to have all this extra stuff you may bring back. uh, And it's very durable. So I would definitely say take a look at that.
1: Excellent. So a lot like those uh, helpful packing gear, like those packing cubes I use, I've got a... Set of packing cubes that I purchased from e-bags. They've got a thousand different kinds. I love those things. But I find them to be super helpful when I'm packing for a trip where that has different elements. For example, Mm -hmm. if I know I may be having beach days versus going out at night um, and needing to dress nicer or having like a casual wear, and you're kind of able to separate things and pack them more efficiently. So when you're looking for something, you don't have to pull everything out. You just try to have to find the right cube.
0: Right, exactly. And I have a couple of those, too. So I definitely would invest more in packing cubes because they do help. Um, And correction, the name of the uh, maker of the bag is called Rack Pack. So R-A-Q-P-A-K, Rack Pack.
1: Yeah, so travel gear is definitely important. And something that I'm figuring out is as I go, I start collecting stuff. And I think one of my New Year's resolutions is going to have to be purging some of those. Yeah, Encouraging like old bags that are no longer useful and finding ones that are actually more right functional. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then just tr- try not to just purchase a bag <laughs> when you're traveling. <laughs> and it's cute because I think we're all victims of this. We see a bag and we're like, oh, this is really cute. I should buy this. And we buy it. And then now you have like a slew of these random Rome, Paris, <laughs> Las Vegas bags and I'm ash I'm talking from experience by the way. I've got just laying bag. around your closet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got those two. Just laying around your closet. And so you might pull it out and use it maybe once or twice, but I promise you the bag that I bought when we were in I think we were in Sicily and I bought a little bag. I think I've brought that bag on one vacation and used it as a beach bag. And that Sicily trip was like four years ago. So yeah. If you can reduce <laughs> The amount of bags that you're purchasing, particularly when you're out uh, and about traveling, uh, definitely try to do that because it does help later on when you're trying to purge um, to have less things to purge. Put it that way.
1: I use those like I have a Maya Riviera bag. I have an Italy bag. I have a Rome bag. I have a I have a bunch (laughs) of those, but I generally use those for local things. For example, if I'm going to the gym or if I'm going, you know, to the pool or if someone's having a sleepover or (laughs) anything that's kind of, um, where I need to just take an extra pair of shoes somewhere or, you know, something like that. Those are, those are kind of where, how I end up using those bags that I've bought as souvenirs. Those aren't my actual, I don't travel with souvenir bags. Those are just life bags.
0: So that's a good, that's a good way to put it. Life bags, life bags. <laughs> life bags. But yeah, so, um, yeah, so definitely, you know, think about, uh, think about some of those things, movies or books, uh, that would definitely make your travel, particularly during a holiday, uh, go a lot smoother and it's a lot more relaxing, you know.
1: And remember holiday travel can be fun. You just have to make sure you go somewhere and do something you want to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so we are definitely promoters of if you do have the time um, set aside. I'm not saying not to spend time with your family, but yes, it definitely family right. <laughs> but it definitely helps uh, to kind of kind of clear your mind and, and um, to get away. Um, I like holiday travel because it definitely gives me the opportunity to go somewhere and learn something new or to explore a place maybe I couldn't do when I went before in this situation with Cancun and going to Chichen Itza. So yeah definitely take advantage of it um and
1: taking advantage of vacation days that you already have off if you are working folks like us you only have a certain amount of vacation days and sometimes you know those vacation days have to be used for other things so for holidays when you already have the time off a long weekend you know sometimes is enough for a nice trip you don't have to be gone for 10 days sometimes four days is good enough
0: Yep, exactly. So, yeah, during the holiday, particularly those long holidays like Christmas and Thanksgiving is a good way to get in a good trip uh, without having to uh, sacrifice any additional vacation time off. So, yeah.
1: Vacation days are precious.
0: They are. They are. <laughs> yeah, <They are> so <laughs> if, precious. Except if you're lucky enough to have your days roll over, then you're fine. But So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, that's it um, for a round trip today. Um, if you guys have any questions or if you want to, uh, reach out to us or have some travel advice, you may know some things that we don't know. Um, feel free to email us at roundtrippodcast at gmail.com. Um, that's round R U N D T R I P O D C A S T at gmail.com. We'll see you on the next trip.